0: Welcome to episode 94 of the Witch Money Podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm your host, Lucia Ariano, and here's what's coming up this week.
1: It's important that we get our borrowing and debt under control, so it stops going up mm-hmm. even after we've recovered. We stop the problem from getting worse and and hopefully start improving it. The energy price cap will rise from uh, £1,042 to £1,138, and that's going to affect an estimated 11 million people.
2: We found 83 councils across England and Wales are increasing their rates by more than five percent. You could potentially be sitting on a gold
3: mine of up to 27 years of overpaid council tax because some councils will will backdate refunds.
0: This week along with Which Money expert Jenny Ross we've got a bumper episode on the new tax year. Find out what's going to be changing, how your finances might get a boost and where they'll be hit the hardest, along with loads of advice on how to beat the hikes and the things you need to check before the end of the tax year, which could be worth hundreds of pounds. We are Witch. We're recording as usual on Thursday and we're just a few days away from the start of the new tax year. So from the 6th of April, which is next Tuesday, you'll see a number of changes come into force. Some, thankfully, may boost your income, but as we heard from the Chancellor, Rishi Sunak, you can expect a bunch of changes that mark the start of what will be the long journey to pay back the coronavirus bill.
1: As I, as I said yesterday, I'll say again today, you know, this won't be fixed overnight. It will, it will be the work of, of many years, decades and governments to fully pay all that money back. But it's important that we get our borrowing and debt under control. So it stops going up Mm -hmm. even after we've recovered. And that's what the measures we announced yesterday will help stabilize things. That's what the forecasts yesterday show that we, we stop the problem from getting worse and, and hopefully start improving it.
0: That was the Chancellor there talking to the BBC the day after the budget. Now, before we hear from Jenny on all the changes you need to know about, there is a question we'd like to answer. Why does the tax year start in April and not, say, at the beginning of the year? Here's Anita Monteith from the Institute for Chartered Accountants in England and Wales with the answer.
4: The tax year starts in April for historical reasons. The UK has a very old tax system and we have to look back to the 16th century for the reason why it is as it is. The peasants used to pay their taxes in line with religious dates and Lady Day, which was the 25th of March, was the start of the tax year. What used to happen was that they would pay their tithes to their landlords in quarters on religious dates, so Lady Day, and then 24th of June, 29th of September, and Christmas Day were the other days. But after some time, we got to mid-17th century, and they discovered that our calendar was actually slipping. Um, The old Julian calendar hadn't been quite long enough, and so our seasons were about 11 days out of sync. Over a period of, it actually took uh, nearly 200 years, we managed to put ourselves um, 11 days forward and so the 6th of April moved into position as the first day of the new tax year
0: really interesting bit of history from Anita there and it did get me wondering why was it called lady day and for anyone else wondering that i looked it up before the show today it's based on the christian belief that the angel gabriel told mary she was going to have a son that day now i'm pleased we have got that sorted but back to the 21st century now and the tax changes we can expect from next week Denny, one of the biggest changes to affect millions of us is on income tax and national insurance thresholds. What's happening here and what does it mean for the amount of tax we pay? Can I just say I love that bit of
3: trivia. I'm definitely putting that in my my back pocket for future pub quizzes. (laughs) For income tax, well, it's, it's nice that we are able to start on a fairly Positive notes. I mean, I I love this time of year, spring sunshine, all the all of the other nice things that that come with it, you know, daffodils, cream eggs for sure. So it always it always pains me that that like there there is a bit of a sting in the tail with it as well. Um, mm. with the new taxier ticking over and and lots of price hikes accompanying it. But with with uh, income tax and national insurance this year, the top line is that the personal tax allowance, which is the amount you can earn in a year completely tax free, is going up from £12,500 to £12,570. And then you'll pay the basic rate of tax, which is 20% on earnings up to £50,270. Previously, the uh, the threshold was £50,000. In- income tax thresholds work slightly differently in Scotland, but uh, in a nutshell, some income tax thresholds there have also increased, meaning that um, in many cases, income tax bills will be lower in the 2021-22 uh tax year, you'll be able to take home a little bit more pay before, um, before that is liable for tax. But there is quite a big but here, which we touched on in the um, budget special episode a few weeks ago, Richie Sunak has announced that uh, income tax thresholds will be frozen after this point for the next five years. And that apparently is going to result in around 2.3 million people paying more tax over that period. National insurance thresholds, just briefly, like income tax uh, for this year, they are also increasing by 0.5% in line with CPI inflation, uh, which means that workers can earn £68 more in this tax year before, uh, before those NI payments kick in. If you want more information to sort of crunch the numbers and work out specifically what your um, take-home pay will be, you can just go to which.co.uk forward slash income tax calc and there's a handy calculator for you there.
0: And Jenny, before we get into some of the price hikes, if we can just stay on the positives for a moment, there will also be a boost to the state pension and minimum wage, as well as a new working tax credit payment and an extension to the rise in universal credit. There's a lot to talk about in this episode. Uh, Jenny, what's changing here? Okay, let's start with the the state pension. Um,
3: So that will be increasing by 2.5% from the 6th of April, thanks to the triple lock system, which ensures that every year the state pension goes up by one of three metrics, either inflation, average earnings growth or 2.5%, whichever is highest. And as inflation and average earnings growth has been lower than 2.5%, that that guarantee kicks in. The exact amount of state pension that you receive depends on various different factors, including how many years of national insurance contributions you've got under your belt um, during your working life. But if you're entitled to the full level of uh, new state pension um, and the new state pension applies to anyone who reached st- state pension age after the 6th of April 2016, the full level of new state pension is now worth or from the 6th of April is worth £179.60 a week up from £175.20 and those who reach state pension age before April 2016 and who therefore receive the old state pension also known as the basic state pension you'll be getting £137.60 from the 6th of April up from £134.25 And then jumping from uh, retirees to uh, people of working age, around 2 million people are going to be getting a pay increase from today, the 1st of April, thanks to a rise in the national living wage and the national minimum wage. The national living wage now applies to uh, workers over the age of 23 Previously, before the 1st of April, that was uh, workers aged 25 and over, and it's now worth £8.91, up from £8.72. So apparently that's the equivalent of £345 extra over a year for somebody working full-time. The national minimum wage applies to those from school leaving age up to 22. And it's worth different amounts depending on your age, but these amounts will all increase. So for example, the wage applying to uh, those aged 21 to 22 has increased by 2%, taking you from £8.20 an hour to £8.36. Then if you are on a low income and also receiving benefits. There are a couple of um, couple of increases here to be aware of. If you get working tax credits, you will be able to get a £500 one-off payment to help you through the coronavirus crisis. And that is being introduced to give a bit more support when the temporary increase in working tax credit ends, as, as was planned on the 5th of April. And then similarly, the, um, the £20 a week uplift in universal credit, which was introduced during the pandemic, that um, is going to continue for another six months. And then finally, child benefit is going up too. So as of the 12th of April, it will be going to £21.15 for the first child and £14 a week for subsequent children, which represents a small increase of 10p and 5p.
0: Now there will also be a lot of changes to your bills and one of the biggest here for many is council tax which has been looking into the figures and found that every local authority in England and Wales is increasing council tax bills for 2021 to 22. Now, in Northern Ireland, some eight councils are increasing bills. And meanwhile, in Scotland, rates have been frozen. Now, the government did set an official cap of 5% this year, but as which journalist Danielle Richardson tells us, not all local councils have followed that advice.
2: Looking into the rates we found 83 councils across England and Wales are increasing their rates by more than five percent, but 232 councils are actually increasing by less than five percent. In general, we have found that uh, the, the increases in Wales are far lower this year than in previous years. We've seen some of the councils there increase by up to 15 percent, and they're actually relatively low this year. The highest increase looks to be in Uh Wellingborough, which will be becoming part of a new local authority called North, Northamptonshire this year. And uh, the rates there are going to increase by 7.5%. Elsewhere, there's East Riding of Yorkshire, which is going to be up by 6.8%. So they're pretty big. But the lowest council tax increase we found uh, is going to be in Hartlepool, which is only going up by 0.33%. <laughs>
0: So I checked my council tax letter and while it is under the recommended 5%, Tower Hamlets has squeezed right up to it at 4.99. It's a bitter pill to swallow, though I appreciate it's even higher for some areas. Jenny, it's probably one of most people's biggest outlays after your rent or mortgage, but you can check if you're overpaying. So how can you find out if you're in the right band or if you're entitled to a discount? So the question on
3: how you can check if you're overpaying really requires a little bit of a a, a mini history lesson to, to understand how council tax bans were, um, were decided in the first place. So when council tax was introduced, every property was assigned a particular tax band by the Valuation Office Agency, um, and that runs from A to H in England and Scotland and A to I in Wales. Northern Ireland has a slightly different system, um, but for all other areas, the the band that your property is in is based on its value in 1991 when those bands were set, um, or 2003 if you're in Wales. And it, it determines basically how much council tax you pay every year with A being uh, the cheapest band. Let's just say that the, the job of of carrying out these valuations and putting all of the properties into those different bands wasn't all that thorough, which means that you could actually be in the wrong band. Um, and if you are and if you if you challenge that, um, you could potentially be sitting on a gold mine of up to 27 years, i.e. all the way back to when those those bans were established, 27 years of overpaid council tax, uh, because some councils will will backdate refunds. And I I have heard of people who have got back thousands of pounds just by asking the question, basically. To to do that and to, to figure out if you might have a case uh, to bring, this, the best starting point really is to check what your neighbours are paying, which you can do at gov.com UK forward slash council dash tax dash bands. If their home is in a lower band than yours, but you've got really similar properties, that could mean that yours is wrong. You can then contact the uh, valuation office agency if you are in England or Wales, or the Scottish Assessors Association to follow up, basically, and see see if you can make an appeal it should be said that there that does come with a risk of you being moved into a more expensive band you, you know you could you could ultimately end up paying more but based on um outcomes of appeals that have been made over the years that that risk really does seem very very small um, so it's very much worth looking into there are other reasons though that you might qualify for a reduced uh, council tax bill For example, if you live alone in a property, um, you'll qualify for a 25% single person discount. Uh, But you can also receive that discount even if you uh, live with someone else, but they count as what's known as a disregarded person for council tax purposes. So that can include uh, student nurses young people who are under the age of 25 and in approved training and carers who provide at least 35 hours of care a week and are not uh, the main resident spouse or civil partner and then similarly if you've had uh, certain adaptations made to your home uh, to accommodate a disability you might be eligible for a reduction in your council tax that is equivalent to taking you down um a band of of council tax so yeah there are there are various um Uh, discounts out there not all of them are applied automatically so it really is worth just double checking you are claiming all that you are eligible for.
0: And there has also been a rise in the energy price cap from the regulator Ofgem and this comes with a call to action to us all especially if you're on a standard energy tariff. Before we hear your advice Jenny here's Will Owen from YouSwitch on what's changing and why.
1: The energy price cap will rise from uh, £1,042 to £1,138, which is an increase of £96. And that's going to affect an estimated 11 million people. And these are all the people in the UK who remain on their supplier's standard default tariff. I mean, the largest contributor to why the price cap has increased is the dramatic rebound in wholesale energy costs since the first lockdown. So that's the the cost of purchasing energy uh, that is put on suppliers from the wholesale commodity market. And that means that those prices, when they go up, suppliers are paying more to acquire the energy they need to use to supply their customers. Uh, so that's one factor and the other factor is that energy suppliers have really been struggling to deal with the aftershocks of last year's lockdowns in as much as a lot of of many many customers in the UK were struggling to pay their energy bills and that plunged them into debt with their supplier Uh, and obviously uh, it's been a very difficult time many people lost their jobs they just simply haven't been able to pay off that debt that they have with their supplier which makes that debt from a supplier's perspective unrecoverable so they have large portfolios of debt from their customer base. And the actual raw cost of purchasing energy has increased as well.
0: So from today, and we're, re- we're recording on the 1st of April, millions of people's energy bills will be going up. So that's a lot of people needing to switch right now, Jenny. Where's a good place to start? And what's your advice when choosing a new energy deal? Because you might find that some of the best deals are from companies you haven't actually heard of, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And and this this price hike should be a call to action for everybody to to dust off their energy bills and check what tariff they're on and if they could be paying less. So as Will mentioned, these, these price hikes are gonna affect you if you are on your supplier's standard tariff, which is likely if you haven't switched energy supplier or tariff for a while, or you didn't choose a new deal when your last fixed term deal ended and you just got rolled, o- rolled over onto their, um, onto their standard one. You don't necessarily need to leave your existing supplier to save money. If you're really happy with the service, that's fine, you know, just look at whether you can move on to one of their cheaper tariffs. Although having said that, you know, you probably will be able to find bigger savings if you do switch to a brand new provider. And, and just to, to dangle a bit of a carrot there and um, to, to put a figure on, on the benefit to you, uh, we've calculated that a medium user on a dual fuel default tariff at the level of the new price cap, you could save up to £264 by switching to the te- cheapest deal on the market. Switching could also mean you end up with a provider offering better service. So in that case, it'd be it'd be win-win. To your point, Lucia, about companies that you haven't heard of, that can be a bit of a, 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 you know, a bit of a deterrent for people. But I'd say don't don't rule out a provider purely because you've never heard of it. You know, In fact, in the energy market, the the big players regularly end up at the very bottom of our. rankings based on customer uh, customer feedback and our two recommended providers, uh, octopus energy and pure planet. They have many very happy customers and they have only been around for uh, for five years or so. So definitely don't discount um, the smaller or, or less familiar names. And then finally, just a reminder that this like this could be just a matter of minutes work, maybe half an hour tops to to shop around, uh, choose a new supplier or tariff and then actually make your um, make your application to switch. Then the switch itself, uh, that should take no more than two weeks after the initial cooling off period. Finally, you know, in terms of where where to start excuse the, the shameless plug, but uh, the Witch Switch comparison service is the perfect place to start. That will allow you to compare the whole of the available market. In other words, all of the energy providers that, um, that share their, their pricing information. And you can see at a glance
0: uh, where you could move to get the best deal.
2: We are
0: Witch. So we've covered council tax and energy, but the changes to your bills might sadly not stop there. Jenny, can you whiz through some of the other price hikes and where some of us might end up slightly better off? Though I should quickly manage expectations here as we're talking about a possible couple of pounds off your water bill. Jenny, tell us more.
3: Yes, unfortunately, they. Is more bad news than good news here. Um let's let's quickly run through them to get to get it out of the way. The TV license fee is going up from £157.50 to £159 in line with inflation. Also, while we're on the subject of TV, you've, you've got various streaming services that have recently hiked their prices, including Disney Plus, which is going up from 5 pounds to 7 99 a month, and Netflix, uh, whose standard plan is going from 8 pounds 99 to 9 pounds and its premium plan from 11 99 to $13.99. Sky has also said it's going to be raising its uh, broadband and pay TV prices on some of its TV packages from the 1st of April. Your mobile phone bill could increase by as much as 4.5% from this, from this month. Uh, you've got EE, 3 and Vodafone all announcing price hikes. And then as Lucia, you you mentioned there, uh, hooray for water bills. Um, They they might actually fall. Um, You've got the average household water and sewerage bills in England and Wales looking like they're going to fall by around £2 a year from this month, taking the average bill from £410 to £408, according to Water UK better than nothing, right? But um, sadly, the prices will vary depending on where you live. So in some cases, there could be increases of up to £14 a year.
0: There's a lot of doom and gloom there. But another point on things to do before the end of the tax year, and we're talking tax relief schemes that can reduce your bill, including the likes of marriage tax allowance, which can be backdated, and working from home tax relief, which I should say is something I filed just last week, and it honestly took. Just a few minutes. Jenny, how do these work and how do you know if you're eligible? Well,
3: starting with the uh the work from home tax relief, that is 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 quite simple and it's brilliant that you've you've got in Lucia already and and made your claim. But if you if you've had to work from home Um, which many of us have uh, over the pandemic, you can claim tax relief on £6 a week um, as of the uh, the 6th of April last year. And you won't need to keep evidence of your your extra costs at all. Um, What that means essentially is that tax relief for the full year will be worth £60 for basic rate taxpayers or 125 pounds for higher rate taxpayers. Um, if you've incurred expenses above six pounds a week, you can claim for those costs, but you you, you will have to provide uh, evidence like bills and receipts. So it's it's slightly more um, complex than than the um, the process of of claiming on the six pounds a week. In terms of how you go about that, if you don't complete a tax return, you can put in a claim, it's really simple, as I'm sure you'll attest to you, um, using the government's dedicated online service. So if you go to gov.uk, you'll be able to navigate through to it from there. And that will automatically apply the tax relief for the whole of um, the current tax year, so 2020 to 2021, as an adjustment to your tax code. If you do complete a self-assessment tax return, then you just include this information within the employment expenses section. As for marriage allowance, that, uh, as the name suggests, is a perk that um, that can benefit civil partners and married couples and can reduce your tax bill by up to £250 a year. The way that it works is that uh, it basically allows one partner to transfer some of their tax-free personal allowance, currently, well, in the new tax year, worth £12,570 to their spouse providing their spouse and less than the current personal allowance if that makes sense the 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 reason um you should be thinking about that now is because you can backdate marriage allowance tax claims for for up to four years so right now we're talking on the first of april while we're still in the 2020 2021 tax year you can make claims back to 2017 which, if you haven't claimed already, that could mean a back payment of one thousand one hundred and fifty. But if you don't, um, if you don't submit that uh, that application by the fifth of April, i.e., the very last day of um, of the current tax year, then you then you're going to miss out. So it's um, it's well worth looking into and just double checking if you are eligible for that. But in the process, um, I just want to sound a really strong warning here don't, uh, when you're searching online, fall foul of any dodgy copycat sites. We've heard lots of reports of people trying to claim marriage tax allowance and getting caught out by claims management companies that are masquerading as the official government service. So just be really careful when you click on onto the link that you are dealing uh, with the genuine government service. You don't need to pay anything to claim that money.
0: And to finish this week, we couldn't not mention self-assessment tax returns because the start of the new year means so-called tax early birds can get ahead. Here's Anita Monteith again with her advice for getting your tax return in early.
4: Certainly, I would encourage people to be an early bird tax returner because, apart from anything else, the knowledge is fresh in your mind because you've only just got to the end of the, the tax year and perhaps you're only just now getting the paperwork through thing to do is perhaps set aside um, a file where you keep all the bits that arrive so if you're an employee you'll get that form called a p60 probably sent to you electronically and that will come usually in may time and then if you have a car benefit you'll get something called a p11d that arrives in july you'll also if you're lucky enough to get bank interest you will get um, perhaps it's tagged onto the bottom of a, a bank statement that you're going to receive in the next month or so if you have rental income then you will probably have all your bank statements to hand still from the last tax year and all of that is the information that will slot straight into your tax return and if you do it now you'll have time to sort out any problems and if you can get your tax return in early then you can sit back and relax for the rest of the year.
0: Thank you Jenny for joining us today and thank you for listening to this episode of the Which Money podcast. If you've got a comment or question on anything we've mentioned today please let us know in the comments wherever you're listening to the podcast or on social media at Which Money. And for more money news and advice head to which.co.uk forward slash money. This episode of the Witch Money podcast was produced and edited by Rob Lilly, with additional supports from Ian Aikman and Kim Carver.